Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bing bong, bing bing bong. I went to sing it in the Sex in the City theme, but no. No, that's our show. other podcast, the last episode <laughs> of which will be out about 24 hours after this goes out. Yes. Probably less even because it's got its own feed. It's called Suggestible in the City. Correct. You should go over there and listen and give us a review. I think we've got like one review. No, we've got we've got some reviews. It's not <laughs> it's it's the uh it's the weekly it's like the it's diminishing returns. The weekly planet, big podcast. The big oh, dog of podcasts. Gosh, here he goes. Then they're suggestible, my Can less successful podcast. Can we start the year and then without there's... the added addition of your giant ego in the room? And then they're suggestible like a pink in the elephant city. that nobody wants. Everybody wants a pink elephant, Claire. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen the movie Dumbo, that frightening nightmare of depression? Oh, yeah. Anyways, we're back. <laughs> we are. Hello. This is Suggestible, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tonti. James Clement is here also. We are Hello. married. And we are back, baby. That's right. Uh, we had a little bit of a break uh, where we took the time to get COVID <laughs> and Fun still record and work for some of it, for the <laughs> Sex and yeah. the City thing. But uh, no, we're feeling refreshed. We've both got new Google Docs ready to go for 2022. Correct. For all manner of suggestions. And we've spent a lot of our summer uh, indoors watching television. So boy, <laughs> do we have some things. To say, do you want to start do us off? Do we ever? Well, well, well. Yes, I certainly do. All right. So I have lots of books actually, which is very oh. exciting. Oh. And I'm going to do the first. Oh record. God! <laughs> this is. Oh. I finally got some time to read some books in my own little hot little hands. Now, what I have for you, James? What are you looking at here? That's that? my book. Is it the Christmas present I gave you that you did not open? I haven't. I haven't read it yet. No, you haven't. I like Trent Dalton though. I like his other book or books. I know you do, and it's also called Love Stories. And I wrote in an inscription that was very lovely and thoughtful. And you have not cracked it open <laughs> at all. I didn't know you wrote a description. I d- yes, you haven't even read Let it. Let me read it now. I'll read it out. No, it's really no. It's too embarrassing. It's okay. private. It's private. It's pri- <laughs> it's a private inscription. But it's lovely, it's romantic, and it'll make you cry when you finally bloody open it. I don't cry. Anyway. I only cry when Luke Skywalker shows up in The Mandalorian. <laughs> anyway. I like a I, man. I thought I would do that thing where I recommend you a thing and I buy you a thing and you don't open it. And so then I force you to listen to it on the show. That's right. Here we go. What do we got? And because what a bin fire of 2022 has already been, I've still lost my bloody sense of smell, mate. Can't smell a bloody thing. Really? I thought Which, you got most of it back. No, it's still not back. Oh, it's I think your sense of smell is like at my level of sense of smell because my sense of smell yes. is pretty much the same I'm as like it was. I'm like a plebeian. I'm a yeah. pleb now. I had a superpower. You've got normal person smell. I know. My superpower was my smell and it's just not there. I, okay, here is the this thing. This is why God isn't real because why would he take <laughs> – you look so worried that you're like, oh, no. Or he doesn't care. And also I, I take umbrage with the use of the pronoun there, my friend. You're if right. God was anyone, God would be a woman. No, God would be a man in a white Creation. robe with a beard and he's just looking over things going, this I is I mean, fucked. if nature is gendered, which I highly doubt, but if nature was gendered, it's got to be a woman, mate. We create <laughs> everything. We create life in our own little wounds. That's beside the point. My sense of smell 
my superpower. I can smell. I and what's weird about this? Actually, I have to say, okay. and I'm sure there are listeners who've also had COVID who've lost a sense of smell. When I walk into a house, I immediately use my nose to sense what the bloody hell's been going on, <laughs> like a sniffer dog, and I use it so often, and it tells me so much. Yeah, I did not realize how much I use my sense of smell in all situations, and I use it to to look, kind of tell me whether a thing is bad or good, or what's been happening with my kids or you, or just like colors me. and just the world. You smelling to know where I've been? Yeah, I do. You're like, no, not he, where he, you've been. Where's he been? More this guy. just like, have you had a shower or not? <laughs> Do you need to, you know, yes, I've had a shower. things up? I've and like it's really disconcerting. Two showers a day sometimes. But it's really disconcerting to me that things will have happened in my house. Yeah, yeah. I smell it. Don't know what's going on. It's really disconcerting. Anywho, that's beside the point. So because of the Binfire of 2022, I wanted yeah. to recommend a this Binfire, you can't smell, but go on. <laughs> anyway, Love Stories by Trent Dalton. If you ever needed a pep up, this is the pep up for you. It is a collection of beautiful stories that he has written on a typewriter that he was gifted that um, the mother of one of his really good friends who passed away and she gave this to him knowing what a heartfelt kind of big-hearted, gorgeous, softy he was um, or is. Yeah. Anyway, and he sat in Brisbane on the corner of a street and just got strangers to come up and tell him their love stories. Now, I'm going to read you this one that he wrote because it's just so How beautiful. long is it? It's, it's uh, like two pages. God. I know, right. but just just bear with me because I know you're not going to read it otherwise. This one is called The Cross. I do plan to read this book, Claire. Right, I take well, great umbrage, is, oh, like yeah. Professor right. Umbridge from we Harry Potter. We all know Potter. you don't read books, mate. Come on. You listen to them in your little ears. It's not true. Anyway, I'm going to read this bit and then you're going to read the whole thing and you're going to feel terrible that you didn't open my Christmas present over the summer when we were stuck inside doing nothing. Joke's on you. I don't feel anything. Here we go. It's called The Crossing. All right. See this restless city. See the way that dad in the business shirt and tie reaches his right arm out to grip the left hand. Hang on, I'm sorry. That dog is up to mischief in the other room, our puppy. I need to put her out because there's a bunch of stuff in there that she's just going to chew through. All right. I don't trust that dog. Ruin the moment. No, I was never in a dog. Now I'm regretting thinking about reading this out. Oh, no. I feel like maybe you just need to read it alone. I apologise. Please continue. No, I'm regretting this now. No, no. I, I think it it's going to be good now I'm regretting. No. <laughs> serious regret. It's going to be magical. I'm going to cry. Oh, God, maybe you're not. All right. Anyway, I'll just read it. The Crossing. See this restless city. See the way that dad in the business shirt and tie reaches his right arm out to grip the left hand of his daughter waiting for the little green man to flash and tell them when to walk across Adelaide Street and into Queen Street Mall. The girl's in her school uniform, looks about 12, and if she's anything like my 12-year-old daughter, she probably doesn't hug her old man as much as she used to. But look at them at the traffic lights. He's reaching for her hand instinctively because there are fast-moving cars about and at least six grumbling council buses. He's probably been doing that protective reach for her hand ever since she could run. Nothing more terrifying than a wide-eyed toddler on the loose and approaching the ever-enticing push-button of a busy traffic light crossing. It's true. She'd probably refuse his hand if her friends were about, but there are only strangers here. So he knows he can hold her hand tight and she knows she can let him. And for the next 10 seconds of that dad's life, he knows for certain that she's safe and she's secure and he is so clearly and definitely doing the one thing he's certain now that he was put on this earth to do, to be a father for her. 
And I know for a fact he wishes he could stop time here and now because he knows that she will grow. He wishes he could change the world and the way it spins. But he knows the only person with the power to change the world is her. She will grow because she must. She will soon discover the music of the Smiths and she will teensplain Johnny Marr's guitar playing to her father like she was the first person in the world to ever truly appreciate it. She will take two or three puffs on a joint at her friend Kayla's 17th birthday party and realise she gets a better high from the words of Emily Bronte. Her first car will be a second-hand red Toyota Yaris and she will fall in love with a boy named Arizona who plays bass in a punk band called Fork Tongue and that boy will break her heart. She'll work hard for no money and then she'll work hard for lots of money and she will meet someone true and then one perfect and quiet afternoon she'll ask her father to walk her down the aisle of Our Ladies of Victory's Church in Bowen Hills and they will hold each other's hands as tightly as they hold them now at this crossing. But there'll be no flashing green man to tell them when to walk down that aisle safely and securely. They'll have to make that decision for themselves, daughter and dad together. He would do anything for her, but at the end of that church aisle, he'll have to do the one thing he never really ever wanted to do for her, let go of her hand. But for now, for the next 10 seconds of that father's life, she can stay right there in his grip. She can stay. Then comes the inevitable push-button buzz of life and she lets go of his hand. She lets go of him. And she's off, two paces ahead of Dad as she crosses the street and the little green man rushes more than anyone because the little green man knows that life's too short and moves too fast for fathers and that particular one in the business shirt and tie crossing the street has about as much chance of keeping up with his daughter as he does of stopping time. Oh my God, Claire, what are you doing to me <laughs> opening the year with that? You are killing me. <laughs> You're breaking my heart, Claire. You're breaking my little heart. Read the bloody book, mate. I'll read it's the so book. Beautiful. I want to read it. I just haven't. Had, do you know why? Because I've been playing Transformers every day. I know, I know. When have I had a chance to sit down and read a book? I know. Anyway. I've been listening to political commentary and being like, oh, my God, I hate this. <laughs> I know, and that's why I think you should read this book. If anyone's feeling miserable about the world, just read it. It's just full Oh, it's of- heartbreaking, Claire. I hated that. Why would you read oh, it? what? No. It's just full I of that. I already, I like, because our daughter is not quite two, but I can already see in our kids, like, the ways, hopefully, in which they're going, like, branch off and... Do you know what I mean? And people. the kind of people that they are already. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's just like, hate it. But <laughs> also, it's weird because it's also it's what you want. You know what I mean? It's like a strange combination of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I get like a lot of video and stuff, so I can like look back and be like, this kid liked me once. <laughs> Remember this? It's that funny thing, isn't it? Where it, parenting is a series of little griefs and no one tells you. Yeah. Because they're this little tiny human being and they're them in that moment, but then that little person is three and four and five and that two-year-old that you knew isn't there anymore yeah. and it's replaced by someone that you love equally or even more. Yeah. But that person that you saw back then with their little quirks is never going to be around no, again. that's right. And, and it breaks your heart, but you also want them to grow to be independent, to live away from you. Yeah. So your whole life is spent teaching this person that you love that you never want to leave you to leave you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly. really, parenting is a giant cluster F. God but it's, damn it. um, 
It's beautiful and poignant. And that's what Love Stories by Trent Dalton does mm. because it reminds you, I think we get so in our heads about politics and all these big ideas about the world and the twisted kind of messaging that comes across the, the pandemic and everything else. And it brings you this book right back into the small, beautiful, fragile, gorgeous, mm. difficult, awkward bits of life, which is really about love and the people that you love. Yeah. And they're just these fragments of ordinary people's lives that are so extraordinary. And I think we all need reminding of that. I agree. You know, take it out from the big bad world and bring Mm. it right back in. And also, I mean. Or don't have kids. Do whatever. It doesn't (laughs) matter. But it's not even about kids. It's like there's stories about people's pets or how they met or their like friendships or just like their parents and just just the fragments of ordinary lives which I think are the most beautiful mm. and um even just about people's love of food or music or you know there's a story of a woman who keeps a notebook and who writes three things in her notebook every day that she's grateful for or and they're just these tiny things like found caramel biscuits in the cupboard that is good or you know, green leaves on a tree, you know, that mm. kind of stuff. Anyway, totally go and get that book. And the hardcover version it's is beautiful. stunning. It's so yeah. beautiful. All right. Anyway, so that's my recommendation. God, Claire, you're <laughs> killing me. You could have saved that till the end. Uh, mine, uh, my first recommendation is a series. Uh, there's three uh, three series that I just found. It started in 2018 and in 2021. It's an Australian series. It's called Mr. Inbetween. It's described as a black comedy crime drama. It's set in the suburbs of Sydney, and it's it's about Ray Shoesmith, who is a hitman for hire, who makes a life out of balancing his criminal activities with his obligations to friends and family. So he is he is a hitman, but it's like he does other like odd jobs and whatever. He doesn't enjoy killing people, it seems, a lot of the time. But he has like an explosive temper, which he can also like control if he needs to. And he'll do just like odds and ends. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not even clear as the show starts like what specifically his job is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, he does a bit of everything, but mostly he just kills people. So uh, <laughs> now it's, it's got this fascinating backstory because it stars uh, a man called Scott Ryan who wrote every episode of the three series. And there's like roughly nine episodes a series, like give or take. And it began as like an indie film in 2005 um, and he uh, he was involved with Nash Edgerton, who directed every episode. Nash Edgerton is the brother of Joel Edgerton, who was like a stunt man, a stunt coordinator, and director. He also doubled. He also did Ewan McGregor's stunts for Star Wars in Star Wars Episode Three. Right. So he's got this whole background in in what in filmmaking, essentially. That is so interesting because I mean Joel Edgerton is so talented. Yeah, and so and like Nash Edgerton is an actor. Like he's in it for like an episode. He's incredible. Like. He's done a lot of stuff and probably stuff that you've seen, but you're just not, you know, he's just not. You know, just not just famous not in famous. a way. Why is that front. because of the roles he's done? Well, yeah, no, he's not. He's, he's like he, he directs and he's a stuntman. So that's, you're not, you're not seen. You know what I mean? You're not doing press conferences and, you know what I mean, in the that's way so that you would if he was Joel Edgerton or Ewan McGregor or yeah, whatever. Who would you rather be, Joel or Nash? Nash, definitely. Me too. Yeah. I was just thinking that because really that's. And I love Joel Edgerton. Yeah, but, oh, but, me too. but that's not what I, I don't. You mean I, I like that kind of spotlight? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That how cool that you can have this really incredible career working at the top of your field, mm. but you don't have to deal with all of the backlash that comes with paparazzi and yeah. having your life really examined. Mm. You can kind of fly under the radar and do all this really incredible stuff. I think that's just really yeah, cool. exactly. Anyway, so that so they made this movie in two thousand and five, and it got like no traction. So 
Scott Ryan, he quit. And so he started driving taxis and he did that for, I guess, like 10 plus years until Nash Edgerton, like he told him, oh, we got funding, we can do this series. So he basically, he wrote and starred as this character. Uh, and, you know, initially like the higher ups are like, can we get somebody like better looking or famous or whatever? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he just looks like a guy. Like, and I think that's also what's good about it as well, because he just looks like anybody, you know, and that's all like, he's not like, he's not like crazy ripped or he's not giant or do you know what I mean? He's, he's like completely bald and he's just like a dude walking around in like t-shirts and you know what I mean? And I think that's, what's kind of unassuming about him because people, when they go into an encounter with him, they don't expect that he's got this like explosive ne- level of like dangerous knowledge that he can, you know, put upon a person. But he's also got this like moral code. Like he doesn't really kill anybody. He doesn't like killing as, as mentioned, he'll give people a second chance. You know what I mean? Like things like, things like that. And so he's very clever about the way he does it. But what's also interesting about it is the episodes are about 25 minutes each, roughly. The longest one I think is the very last episode, which is like 32 minutes. And it's, it's so tight, like in terms of like the writing and the directing and the editing, there's not, there's no fat on it like at all. And it just, so it just moves along, but it feel because so much happens, it feels much longer. And so some episodes will be like, he'll just like run small errands or he'll just be at home, like chatting to his friends. And then all of a sudden, like a situation unfolds or he's asked to do a job, which then becomes like a bigger thing or nothing. You know what I mean? It just kind of Depends. It's also a lot about parenting. He's divorced and he's got a daughter and he's got a girlfriend played by Brooke Satchwell, who's a famous Australian actor who people would know if, you, if you're here. And the relationship between him and his daughter, actually tying to what you're talking about, it evolves because she starts the series at about, I don't know, 10-ish. And then by the time it wraps up, she's like 13, 14. And so she changes like as a person and their relationship dynamic changes. Um, his brother has a motor neuron disease and so that's – and lives with him and that's like a big part of it as well. It's just – it's fascinating and really like multi multifaceted and like if it was just crime, it would be like, yeah, this is good. Like the action is incredible. It's – the tension is like amazing. You know, if you like Chopper, which is like a famous Australian film based on a, a real guy, there's elements of that except it's a guy who's like – like two like, hands? Yeah, it, totally. Like yeah, that's, I think, that's – did I, I say that to you? I don't yeah, know. I, I have, think you have yeah. but I also saw snippets of it and immediately because it yeah. feels like that kind of And it's of set like, in Sydney. Sydney's yeah. – Two Hands is set in Sydney. The Heath Ledger movie, if people haven't seen it, it's, it's incredible. But like as it goes along, you find about more about him, you find out about his past, why he's like the way he is. You see him change and like reflect. He's like getting older and he's like, I need money but I don't know anything else. Like I've just always done something, some variation on this. Yeah, in the, yeah, and you see him like box and train, but it's like he's not doing it to be fit. He's doing it so he doesn't get killed. Like it's yeah. it's just, it's some of the best TV I've I've watched in like a long, oh, oh it's up there. It's like in the last few years, it's definitely in like yeah. you know, your top fives you or whatever. that to me? And yeah. that really blew my mind because you watch a lot of TV yeah. for work and for pleasure. That's that's a big call. It, it did, and look, I you know, and I don't say that like lightly. Um, maybe I do say it all the time, but like <laughs> it got recommended in a WhatsApp group, like one of the ones I'm in. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's you know, but then it's on Binge, which is an app I do not like, run by Rupert Murdoch, owned by Rupert Murdoch. Um, but it's also on FX, I think, in the in the US. I don't know where it is yeah. uh, anywhere so it's else called in the Mr. world. Yeah. It's only three seasons. He's done. He's not doing it anymore. He says at the moment it definitely could be more. But also for the moment, when it ended, 
I didn't get like, oh man, I wish there was more of this. Though there is that, but I also felt like, no, this is this feels right. right. Is that that's the same yeah. feeling I got with Fleabag, even though yeah. there's been some movement on their Twitter account. Yeah, I don't know whether that is anything, but again, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if she came back to Fleabag. Yeah, but um, I do feel like at the moment it's such a perfect thing. Yeah. You don't need to add any more to it. It's a bit like don't add extra seasoning, you might spoil it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I re- I'm actually going to watch that. You should. I yeah. mean, it's very harrowing. Like, And some episodes are like all action. Or, like, there'll be a crazy action scene at the start, like a drug deal goes wrong and then, like, ten people are killed or whatever. And then he's just, like, he picks his daughter up from school and, like, the rest of the episode is that. Like, it's just, yeah, really, really good. Uh, Check it out if you can. Very highly And I'm going to try, as suggested by a listener, that we repeat the title of whatever yes. we're recommending at the and end. And Collings does link them below as he well. He does, but uh, it's always good to just reiterate. Mr. In Between. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Fabulous. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Okay. So that really ties into my next recommendation. Oh, was it another book? <laughs> no. I'm so I'm spreading my books out, mate. So who knows what I'll have another chance to mm. read away. No, I'm really excited. This year we've got kid at school, possibly, hopefully, not at homeschooling. And also childcare a few days. Ooh, I don't I love know, what do I do with myself? Read more books. That's what I'm gonna do. Um no, but this is a TV show called Only Murders in the Building. Oh yeah. Something we both started and then I did something else and now you've yeah, 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 exactly. And I've watched most of it. So it's an American mystery comedy um, streaming series by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. It's ten episodes. Oh, Steve Martin was actually involved in like the creation of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Steve Martin's great, man. What a he legend! Is, and he also plays music, and he plays the accordion. Yeah, and he plays it in the show, and it's just great. That's awesome. And obviously, he's had some work done, but oh, a little know, bit, still pretty bit. good. But you know, it's, he's it's, great. It's interesting because I remember Funny. there's a joke about Steve. What Steve Martin's like famous for is like, um. Cancer jokes are funny until your friends, like, start getting cancer. Do you know what I mean? Like, your friends yeah. start dying from cancer. And we're kind of at the point where, like, you know, people we know or around us are like, you know, they get cancer or whatever. And it's like, yeah, this isn't very funny, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. no, anyway, no. sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so it follows three strangers played by Steve Martin, Martin Short, who's also brilliant, yeah. and Selena Gomez. And they share an obsession with a true crime podcast. Um, after a suspicious death in their affluent Upper West Side apartment building, the Arconia, the three neighbours decide to start their own podcast about their investigation of the death, which the police ruled as a suicide. Yes. Now, the building, the Arconia, in New York is beautiful. It's this big, Real white, place? tall. I don't know, actually. We could look that up. Hold on, Collins. Our dog is barking heaps. Can yeah, do you want to bring her in? really distressed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go grab it. Hello, oh, Zippy. Hey, we have a Zippy on the pod. Hello, Zippy. So the Arconia is this beautiful white building with a lot of affluent artists and celebrities, including Sting. <laughs> oh, my God, there. Sting's there. Um, and it's, I walked past and I think Mason already told me, but I'm like, 
fucking sting. <laughs> yeah, and it totally Twitter sting him. will, like, pop up every, like, 15 yeah. years or something. There's a really funny bit where he sings that, don't stand so, don't stand so, ah, don't yeah. stand so close to me. And he does this in this really creepy way in a spotlight and it's just, like, perfect for that particular bit of the scene. So this show is a bit is weird. Yeah, okay. And and initially you're not quite sure of the pacing of it. You're watching it and you're thinking, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? I'm not sure if I get this. And then suddenly it kind of gets into its groove. The chemistry between the three characters, particularly yeah. with Selena Gomez in there, you you feel like it's a really surprising role for her to do. Yeah, because she's like a Disney or what? She's absolutely she was, not that. Yeah. She's like many things. She but is incredibly yeah. multi talented. Yeah, oh, I have yeah. no idea. I kind of. Vaguely knew of her as someone who was a pop star connected with Disney. That was kind of all I really knew. And when I went to look at her career, it's so interesting. She is actually an executive producer on the comedy series as well. Um, it's her first scripted television role since Wizards of Waverly Place, which was kind of her breakout yeah, yeah, role. Yeah. And in August 2021, ahead of the official premiere of the series on Hulu, Gomez revealed that she was happy to have played a character that matched her actual current age saying that she signed her life away to Disney at the start of her career yes. and that she did not know what she was doing at the time. How old is she then? Um, that is a really good question. She'd be like 28? Yeah. Let maybe? me find out. 29. There oh, she's go. 29. There no. you go. In September 2020, she was included on the Time 100 Times list of the most influential people in the world. Didn't she date a Justin Bieber at some point or somebody like yes, that? Yes, definitely. I'm sure she, I'm sure she did. And Maybe Zane from One Direction. <laughs> I feel like it was One Direction, actually. That rings a bell. Mm. Uh, anyway, she is so deadpan in this. Yeah, she is. She's from, so deadpan. Again, from what I've seen. And super smart and sarcastic. Nick Jonas. Ah, uh, there you go. And then I Justin wanna, Bieber. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, so she's so different in this to how I pictured Selena Gomez as a celebrity. Yeah, right. So interesting. So she's just super talented. Did you think she'd be like vapid or... No, not bad, but or... I just feel like maybe I thought she'd be more like Hilary Duff or something. Okay. Which is not a Ooh, criticism. That's a, that's a big slap in the face to old Hilary Duff. No, I don't no, know. No, <laughs> I don't know. I just, she's just really You thought like Hilary Duff in that show where she's like, I'm 30 or something. Yeah. I What's think... that show called? I'm 30. Look I... out, I'm 30. What's it called? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? She's like about? 40, but she's like, I'm 30. What's <laughs> that woman. show are you talking about? She's like, pretend she's an intern, but she's like 40. Hilary Duff is in it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know exactly the one in the advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I know. What is that called? Younger. Younger. Thank you. There you go. Correct. Yeah, I don't know. She's just different to how I imagined in this show, but she's so great. Cool. So the series has received critical acclaim with it's praise true. for the comedy approach to crime fiction Ooh. and the chemistry of the lead actors. I love the art style of it. It goes in really unexpected directions. Yes. And I just love it's the first TV show I've watched about a podcast. Sorry, everyone, there's a dog. Squirreling about here. Our puppy is in here. Yeah. Um, it's the first like TV show I've watched about a podcast where I actually feel like they captured and the it's essence okay. of what it's like to create a podcast, be in a podcast, be in the world of podcasting. Do you get and the, the fans that... of podcasts? Too. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just got... nerds all <laughs> yeah, round. But genuinely, I mean, like, also in a the people who way. do it. Do you think um, Steve yeah. Martin and the other person who created, whose name I have forgotten, um, did they sound like fans of podcasts or? Uh, or true yeah, crime or something I like that, they right? Must be. Because it seems they as if they be. have a real understanding. Yeah, because the- Tina Fey is in it too, and she plays like this kind of crime 
podcast star, yeah. basically. Like she's this woman that's like, you know, sits sold her series for like $30 million or something, yeah. like a big mo- podcasting mogul. And she even does it really well. Yeah, she's um, terrific. Yeah, because I've actually met women or people like her, in, as in people who create podcasts who like are smash hits and all of that yeah. stuff. Not James Clement, but, you know. I'm like, I am not know. Yeah, you. I tell you what I'm saying. There's <laughs> like people like, well, I'm sure know this, but I'm like a very – we are very like mid tier <laughs> yeah, in terms completely. of podcast. But, um, um, and you know, but I just found even the way yeah. that the mics they use and everything, yeah. it's just great, and it captures the essence, I think, of what's cool about podcasting, while also doing the whole crime genre, and it keeps you guessing because of the twists and turns in the plot. So yes. really enjoying it. I um. I, Dexter, the new season of Dexter, which finished up, which I've maybe talked about. You here. have, yes, did, you've yeah. talked about it multiple times. Yeah. So you must really love it because you. No, I liked it all the time. I liked it. I think I think it's like Michael C. Hall's like terrific, and various other people are. But there's a true crime podcaster in that, and she's good. But when you hear the podcast, it's like this doesn't feel like a real podcast. It's yes, like who do yes. you think it is, and what, what kind of secrets are you dealing with, or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's how they are. Or but is it I, just We've like really thrown by there just like that podcast. Maybe it is. So awfully the terrible. worst podcast. Yeah, no, this is the first time I've actually heard it sound because Steve Martin plays accordion underneath it. Very talented musician. And he Steve totally Martin. is. And there's a there's a bit where there's some sexy chemistry between him and a bassoonist in the building, and she is in one window playing bassoon and he's in another window <laughs> playing the accordion, and they do this like little sexy banter back and forth with music, and it's just great. He's so they're just funny. And Martin Short is so yeah. Comedic and theatrical. He plays the director, I like love kind Martin of like Short. a washed-up director of West Side. I hope he doesn't get cancelled. Um, any of these people. That's I always do. my fear. I know, and I hate but it he's when he's just a real little joy bundle. He is, and he's like, yeah, he's like got that big theatre energy, which I'm a big fan oh, of. Mate, Sometimes, yeah, that's, depending that's, on who it is. But, <laughs> well, you're married to me, so that's my whole. Yeah, that's right. But I there was. I, I remember there was this show that like no TV series that probably no one remembers, but there was a mini series called Merlin in the nineties, and it starred Sam Neill as Merlin, and it had Helena Bonham Carter, and Martin Short was like an elf who got transformed into like a very handsome kind of debonair dude, and I just always remember, like I always think of Martin Short, I think of like that, and he's just so like theatrical and like pixie like, and yeah, he's just terrific. <laughs> yeah, he's really fun, and he's he brings that. To this, and what's lovely about it is that each of the characters have a lot of secrets themselves. Yeah, and so they're what they're one thing on the surface, but another thing underneath. Yes, and there's actually a lot of poignant moments as well. And Martin Short's character is also like that. Yeah, he's just really funny. He's got all these big. He was like a really famous director mm. on Broadway, and then he just is now washed up because of these big failures. One of which was a musical called Splash, where he convinced the producers from the, the Daryl Hannah movie. No, no, completely different. Is it Steve Martin in Splash? Possibly, yeah anyway. yeah, anyway, and he I convinced the Actually, producers Hanks, to create um, a giant swimming pool on the stage, but then the top of the, of the swimming pool doesn't open properly and, like, all of the dancers, dro- like, fall to their and got, get hot, like, horribly injured. <laughs> <laughs> so instead Do you of, see that? No, you don't. He just talks about That's it. That's really funny. And, I think, and the headline is in the newspapers the next day, Splash. <laughs> that was like the really uh, the Spider Man musical where they did a lot of like live action web swinging and just for like months on end it was like they kept losing cast members because <laughs> they kept <laughs> like swinging into walls and falling off and breaking legs and shit. Really 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's only murders in the building, and also and great apparently... clothing. Yeah. Very, very schmick. It is. Everyone's it's got great. their individual styles, and I again, particularly like a Martin short. Oh, it's so good. Um, He's got this beautiful purple scarf he wears. It's yeah. just really intricate. There's the set is beautiful, and the costumes are beautiful, and there's just yeah, a really lovely, fun vibe to it. So it's got all my favorite things. It's comedy, but it's also Still genuinely, genuinely a gripping crime yes. drama. And now there's going to be a second season, is that right? Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure. Does this yeah. first season work on its own? Yes. Sorry, I everybody. So. The, <laughs> you've got a very wiggly dog. I know. Sorry, colleagues. Mm. I know. I should take a photo of you podcasting with the puppy. But sure. Who, Go who, for it. Maybe anyway. you can do it while I read. Uh, you or can. What? Or I'll take her after that. Yeah, no. Come so, on, dog. Do you have any opinions on so murders in the building? It's, um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say. And so, yeah, it, actually, do you know what's funny? This is actually really funny. People, I, don't, I can't gonna, imagine you saying love, anything funny. No, people are going to love this. So basically you can review the show. You can do it in app. I'd really appreciate it. You can oh, this is hilarious. You can do it. What are you doing? <laughs> she Pass keeps trying to escape. Pass it uh, me. Spotify. Um, you can do it through uh, Apple iTunes. You can do it through various other Stop eating the chairs in the pod studios. Uh, just like Jonathan Burko, and that may, maybe we get a read out on here. So he said, "Came for the suggestions, stay for the parenting advice. Love this podcast and always enjoy listening to it." Do we have any email this week? Oh yes, we certainly do. Um, and I'm rusty because I forgot to bring it up before the show. I'm doing a Nick Mason just for everyone who listens to your other show. Oh, well, just I call so they him feel comfortable. I, Nick Minimum Effort Mason, you mean? <laughs> Yeah, but he's lucky he's got a mind palace. He's a genius. That's true. He doesn't need preparation, mate. It's all up there. It's true. You know? Except for all the times when he can't find a letter and I have to edit out 10 minutes of silence. And by <laughs> me, I mean Collings. <laughs> Don't peek behind the curtain. Stop Don't it. show them what's going on down there. Why can't I get into my email? Because you're, ah! not, you're, not, you're not hooked up to the right Wi-Fi, that's why. Oh, God. There's a different Wi-Fi in the studio, Clegg. Is that why it won't let me into it? Yeah, change your no, Damn it. And I can't remember my password. Is this not the life of everybody ever? I have to go and get my phone. Great letter. Fine. Go get your phone. All right. So I've got the letter. It's an audio one. And if you too would like to email the show with suggestions. I would love to email the show. to do that. It's one of my favorite parts of our job is hearing from you guys. So you can email the show. Well, you don't get the messages I get. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't Batman Begins. This is Twilight. Oh, I'm sorry I deceived everybody, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I'm sorry that I said a, like a really complicated He's not sorry trap. At all. He's been so excited about it for so long. It's the kind of thing you used to do when we were dating. You would just set up weird things and then sh- and give me a fright. That's right. Now just I've jump uh, out. Now I've shifted all of my <laughs> shenanigans to the internet. You have. All right. So you can do a voice memo if you would like. I would on love your to do a voice memo. In the voice memo app and email it to suggestrepot at gmail.com, just like Nathaniel has. Oh Here God. is Nathaniel's message. What do you got for us? Here we go. Hi, Claire and James. I'm Nathaniel from unceded land of the Omaha and the Ocheti Shakolan, a.k.a. colonized Nebraska in the States. Mm-hmm. I was having a particularly uh, difficult day potty training with my toddler when it turned unsuggestible and uh, caught James's dad's doc suggestion. Just the thought of watching it after the description made me feel better along with hearing y'all's work together. Uh, Suggestible started right around the time my kiddo was born, and your show has been there for me and my wife throughout it all. We've spent our first month 
in our new home, which has been such a game changer to have a better space to do my stay-at-home dad job, especially a space that I own, which has an extra meaning for me as an indigenous person, as it feels like a bit of land back. I had a moment recently, uh, standing on my back porch, looking out at my kiddo playing in the yard, where I flashed back to an old James description of home ownership and how great he felt standing outside of your first home. Uh, all that said, I wanted to suggest Molly of Denali as a show for parents and kids to watch together. Even though there are many differences between mine and my son's tribe, the Oglala Lakota, and Molly's in the show, um, the positive depictions of Native Americans is truly unique and does so much to educate others on Native American issues while also introducing life lessons for all. Check it out on PBS Kids. Uh, there's several free episodes available on their website and on their app. There's also a companion podcast for the show that is great for car trips as well. Wopila, thanks a lot. That sounds awesome. I know. Thank you, Sam. That was such a lovely message. Wasn't it? And I don't also- get lovely messages like that on the Weekly Planet. It's like, hey, fuckheads, just oh, kidding. No. You guys are great. Put some swear words into it. I know. Also, Nathaniel has such a resonant voice. It's true. As well. So beautiful. And I loved hearing his perspective and being an Indigenous person as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. It's just fantastic. So if you two have a story. Um, Congratulations on all of that as I well. Know, you know, right? I also feel like when I say that, people who don't have that or don't want that, like that's not a dig. You got your own particular, you know, yeah, journey. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, not that anyone ever writes in as like that. You know, no one, no one gets upset about that. But anyway, that was that was really nice to hear. And you know, he's carved out a piece of the world, you know, for himself and his family, and being a stay-at-home dad and and all of that. I thought thought he was going to say about that doc. He was just like, I can't like you watch that. <laughs> I've been parenting all day. Um, yeah. What was the name of the show? We'll link that below. Molly of oh, Denali. Cool. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll which sounds. Really excellent to, uh, as well. To so. take care of that. Thank you, Collings. Correct. Molly exactly. of... Denali. D-E-N-A-L-I. Yep, Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. That's been the show. Suggestible. How have you felt, James? First episode pretty back. Pretty good, actually. Pretty good. You know, we're kind of... Both of us are on the mend, which we is are, good. mostly. I'm back at the gym. I gassed myself so hard today. I thought I was going to vomit. Not with actual gas. No. You just worked out really hard. It, the, the instructor came over and was like, you all right? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm ve- I had COVID and I think I, I'm also very unfit. So this combination of things. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm, I'm fine. Just, just give me a minute. <laughs> just, let, just let me quietly That rowing machine, piece. Claire, it doesn't get better. All right. Well, I have long arms, so I don't find it that hard. It's true. Pipe down over there. Not that I've been able to go back yet because I did my back in. We it's sound true. like an old couple. I guess we are old. Anyway, my back was in. My smell's out. I've got COVID. <laughs> Now I don't know where I am. Backs, been... backs in smells out. That's a great name for the episode. <laughs> backs in smells out. All right. Okay. That's me suggestible. I'm Claire Tonti. James Clement is here also. Happy New Year. Happy Here's New to Year. 2022. Hope you're doing all right. yeah. I do too. You. I'm sending you lots of love. Yep. That, that's it. That's, that's it. the show. That's it. Bye. You have to do something else now, everybody listening. What do I have? What? Everybody listening. Oh, me? I thought even I have to do something. You do else. too, because you I can't do this again. Bed. Yeah, you go to bed. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks to Collings for editing the show, as always. Wonderful work. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.